0: Edelstein here, your celeb expert and your celeb savant. Celeb savant is a weekly entertainment show. We have long-form career retrospective type interviews with celebrities, singers, actors and industry experts. Tours are a dynamic trio hailing from Devon, UK, known for their catchy hooks, emotive lyrics and angelic harmonies. The three-piece consisting of brothers Matt and Theo Whedon and friend Jack Bowden started gaining momentum in the indie pop space at the start of 2023 when sharing a cappella snippets of their song Anything Can Happen on socials. The track had multiple huge viral moments and took tours following to over 200,000 on Instagram and 150,000 on TikTok in just six weeks. In January 2023, they released an EP with Anything Can Happen, as the title track which saw editorial playlist support from Spotify and breached the top 100 in the German airplay charts. Their most recently released Amsterdam was recently selected as Radio 1 Tune of the Week. Self-proclaimed touring veterans, tours have hit the road with some of the biggest artists in the UK, including Tom Walker, John Newman, Walking on Cars, Picture This, Ex-Ambassadors and Duncan Lawrence. Their proficiency in warming up crowds secured them as a main support on Sam Ryder's recent sold-out UK headline tour, where they played to over 30,000 fans in two weeks. The success of which led to their own sold-out UK headline tour in the summer of 2023. Tours have also found success as songwriters for other artists, with cuts for Dean Lewis and Declan J. Donovan under their belts and have garnered over half a billion streams on Spotify. A big part of Brothers Matt and Theo Whedon's inspiration to form a band comes from the example set by their grandfather and legendary guitarist OBE Bert Whedon, whose Play in the Day tutorial book inspired countless legendary names to learn the guitar, including John Lennon, Brian May, Eric Clapton and more. Up next on Celebs Fund, we've got Matt Whedon, from tours how are you doing where do we find you in the world and what's happening in your life
1: i'm doing very good thank you uh i'm currently in the west country in england so i'm in this little beautiful county called devon Mm -hmm. um i'm in the middle of the countryside which is unbelievable and we are currently rehearsing because we've got a little secret show coming up in new york so we're about to fly we're off for a little trip, which is very exciting.
0: What, so what do you mean by a secret? It's sort of like a pop-up?
1: It is, man. It's a it's a very small, it's an invite only, So, we've just sort of hinted to some fans that we're doing a show. Mm. We just were out there to go and do some recording basically, but we wanted to take the opportunity to play for some fans. And so we did a little sign up thing. And yeah, I mean, we sold out, I think a minute, like people signed up and we were like crazy. We didn't know we had any fans in New York. So it's, uh, <laughs> it's really exciting.
0: Oh, that's super cool. Okay. Okay, so now let's rewind. First yes. of all, where does the name Tours come from?
1: So Tours, like where we're from in Devon, there's this beautiful national park called Dartmoor, which mm. is like we used to go there as kids because we're brothers. We used to hang out there and play. And there's these giant rocks called Tours that we used to okay. climb up and hang out and have beers at. Um so we just kind of were like, you know, we want to pay homage to where we're from and the place we love. And tours just seemed to stick when we started saying the name to people. They're like, oh, that's kind of cool. It's slightly weird, but we like it. So yeah, it's just been tours ever since.
0: Okay, cool. Now let's rewind. At what age did you realize, cool, you want to be in the entertainment world, entertainment industry, music industry. Let's find out yours and the band's musical journey.
1: Wow, man. I mean, it's it's sort of different for all of us, but I think yeah. we all grew up loving music massively. Um, Theo and I, who he's lead guitarist, I'm the singer. We're, we're brothers, and so growing up, we had we were very fortunate. Our, our granddad was a very famous guitarist in the 50s and 60s called Burt Whedon and he basically was the first guitarist ever to have a number one song in the charts, number one albums. He wrote this book called Playing a Day, which basically taught. I mean, everyone learned from this book because it was the first book of its kind. So like Brian May from Queen, all the Beatles used it, Eric oh, wow. Clapton. So we used to like go to our granddad's house when we were kids and these rock stars would be hanging out there having a cup of tea. And we didn't understand at the time, but obviously as we got older, we're like, this is crazy. And then, you know, I think it kind of, when we were like 16, I was having guitar like lessons just because I was following in my granddad's footsteps, trying to be a guitarist, but I think my music teacher said to me, like, you know, why don't you try writing a song for once? And I was like, well, I don't know what to write about. And he was like, well, what's going on? I was like, well, there's a girl that I really like. And he was like, there you go, write a song about it. And I did. And I showed the girl and it worked. And I think I got hooked after that, man. Like, it was like, whoa, what the power of music. And then, yeah, we we've kind of been on this mad journey as tours. we Theo and I were songwriters. We started writing songs for other people because we weren't performing For a bit, we were kind of scared to put ourselves out there. And then things just started to happen very quickly. There was a TV show in the UK called Skins. And it was this great like teen drama, and we managed to get some music on the show. And then they, a, a, a different project I had, got signed to this TV show, and we wrote some music for the TV show. And then got to tour the country, United Kingdom, like playing these parties. And it was this crazy time. And then Theo and I were like, "Why don't we do a duo thing?" Because the band stopped. And then we were like, "We miss being in a band," so we put out an advert saying, "Hey, we want to find a drummer." And this is where Jack comes in the picture. He was coming to uni at Surrey. And we were living in Guildford, just outside London at the time. And yeah, we went for a couple of pints with him at the pub. I think it ended up like five or six pints. And then we were like, right. Didn't even hear him play, but we were like, this is gonna be a thing. And the band started. And hey, it's been the last few years, like five, six years, have been a crazy journey of trying different things and working with different people. But it's it's, you know, us, Jack, Theo and I, are the core members, and we've just sort of really stuck with it and now things seem to be happening which is very exciting
0: so let's unpack a few things so first of all why were you guys scared to put yourself out there initially
1: i think it's uh i don't know like uh, it's so funny even the the better we do now like we just we just did our first ever headline tour which we sold out but every night we went on stage not believing that that many people were going to come and then they started singing our songs and it's kind of you get imposter syndrome right and you're like oh okay. nah, like we're not that good but I think it's scary to write art, to write songs, and to to go up on stage, and play them. But I, it's a weird thing. When I'm off stage, I get very nervous. When I when I'm on stage, I really enjoy it, and I, I kind of enjoy bouncing off the crowd. But it takes a lot, doesn't it, to put yourself out there and yes. be like, "Hey, listen to listen to my sad story," or listen to this. So <laughs> yes. it took us a little while, you know, to get there, but. Now, now we're in it. I I think it's funny. I think you should always get nervous, right? Or feel it keeps you going. It's like an adrenaline.
0: I also think it it grounds you and humbles you. Oh yeah. Massively, man. Because I mean, if you don't have those nerves, if you don't have that, those butterflies, it's like, and it's, you become rosé about it. It's (laughs) like, ah, now I'm just doing this again. Then the fans and everyone will pick that up.
1: Yeah, totally, dude. Like everyone kept saying on this headline tour, they were like loving it because they were like, you guys all just look so shocked and happy and we were because we were like what shocked we looked like kids in the sweet shop we were just like we didn't understand what was going on we're like wow it's good this is crazy so we were just so smiley which we're trying to be cool but it was not working <laughs> that's,
0: i like that shocked and happy
1: that's a that's yeah.
0: a title of a song
1: i'm just saying yeah it is <laughs> <laughs> it is <laughs> I have to use that next. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you said you initially started writing songs for other artists. How is that different writing for others compared to when you write for yourself?
1: It's a, very, it's a very different thing, actually, because maybe I don't lean so much on the personal. I, I love working with other people. I think it's just, that's my, you know, without jumping ahead to anything, it's like one of my biggest... Bits of advice for anyone who's trying to get into it is just be with other people, watch how other people do it, learn from other people. That's the best way, you know, be in the thick of it, basically. We've had such a lucky experience. We managed to get in some amazing rooms and write some songs with great people. We, you know, I think we're on like half a billion streams for our songwriting, which is really great. Like we are just managed to get on some really cool records that we love. But, you know, writing with people, you get to help tell their story. You get to listen to them and you get to work with these voices. You know, there's so many singers that I'm like, wow, I could never sing like that. So this is so cool because we can write a song that I could never do. So it's a real, it's a pleasure being able to write with people that you admire and and you learn new things all the time.
0: And writing songs for a television show, as you mentioned, for Skins, compared to writing songs for yourself, what's the difference that
1: it's a funny one. People always say to me, like, uh we've had some, we've been lucky and had some TV stuff and even had some stuff in movies, but they're like, Oh, you know, you write specifically for that. We actually didn't necessarily write to a brief, we okay. actually just wrote personal songs and things, and that's the ones that people seem to pick up. And I, uh, friends who work in like Stink, they often just say, like, you know, the people who are really trying to pitch for a car advert for a let's thing, like, it sounds forced. It doesn't sound like a real artist. Yes. It's like when you actually put your like self into it, people go, OK, th- I believe this. I can put this on an advert because it feels real. It's not just like some like fake. I'm trying to copy Vance Joy. I'm trying to copy whatever, you know, yeah. it's like you you are who you are and they want yeah. that sound. So it's it's funny. I think, again, just being who you are genuinely helps. <laughs> if you put that into your music, it really helps across the whole board. Like we've only discovered that this year when we started to be really a lot more honest with our songwriting. Instead of just trying to write cool indie anthems or things, we started opening up personally about stuff happening in our lives. And people have related to that music much, much more than anything we've ever done.
0: Why was that shift to be more honest in the writing this year compared to before?
1: Well, some of the stuff we released this year, we actually wrote a year and a half ago and, and, and sort of during, a bit during COVID, man. Okay. You know, I think that made everyone evaluate things. And during COVID, we kind of, we ended up going a bit crazy in the sense that we did, we were doing three sessions a day. We just signed our publishing deal and we were like working super hard. And, we, you know, in the morning, we'd be writing with someone from Australia. At lunchtime, it was someone from the UK. And in the evening, it was a US artist. Yeah. These three sessions a day, and we were just burning out. And we kind of like, right, we need to write some stuff for ourselves. And, you know, COVID was quite an isolating time. We were all like this on Zoom with each other in different (laughs) rooms trying to write. I was sending Jack, who produces our stuff, like voice notes on my phone, and he would put that into Logic. And I don't know, we kind of, I think we weren't touring. We just sort of tapped into We were trying to be more honest. And I think because we work with so many people, we were watching a lot of artists who were getting signed from TikTok, signed from these other, like, platforms who didn't really know what to write about and didn't have much to write about and the Mm. songs just weren't great (laughs) because it was just like they're like oh you know i just want to write about whatever and i'm like well i don't know it it suddenly felt hollow and we were like okay and then i just started writing some shit i personally went through some like stuff um i sort of messed my life up a lot and then yeah just put it on put it down and i mean i write myself i mainly like melody is like my strong suit and then my brother, Theo, is like the lyricist of the band. So I kind of were just sending him voice notes. And he started sending, picking out words, I said, and sending these things back. And I don't know, it's just crazy. We put these little ideas on TikTok. And suddenly we were getting like a few million clicks on each video. And we were like, what's going on? And it's just like, I think we were starting to be real. And it really changed our opinion of how we mm. should write. We don't need to pretend to be anything. Just be who you are.
0: Do you feel without... Labeling or pointing fingers or put names or anything. Do you feel that some of those artists that are just signed based off of whatever platform, they just signed off of that. And then because of the platform's perceived being filtered and non-real, when it comes to being real, it's challenging for them.
1: Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And it's like, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to judge anyone. I think everyone we've worked with, even if. They don't have a lot to say. I'm like, wow, you're super talented or you're super cool. And I respect everyone because th- these kids are a lot younger than me and they get how this stuff works. I'm just like, I don't know. We- we're-, we're managing the work. TikTok, but I don't know how. But I think the thing about it is just when, you- when you're really young, it's sometimes hard to know what you want to talk about. And you haven't learned how to tap into your feelings or express okay. that. Yeah. So, you know, I think that th- these guys could be amazing, but it's like you need to live a little. or You need to go out there and if I can swear, you need to fuck yeah. up. <laughs> um, you know, and, and shit, that, that really makes it real. So, but that, that's just my opinion. I mean, it's funny. I, a lot of these people we work with got these big deals during COVID and after. And, and I know a lot of them personally have already been dropped. And it's like, it's kind of a, it's a weird thing. I think. We're, the industry just it can move so quick Mm. jump on these things and then spit it spit you out chew you up and just it's like yeah it's it's a very interesting game (laughs) being the songwriting side we get to write with all these new artists who just get signed and then obviously we've got our artist town as well and it's like you see these two different sides to the business and it's kind of it's scary. It's exciting, but scary. And also,
0: the thing is that people's attention spans are gotten so shorter and quicker that <laughs> yeah. that the spitting out part is much probably happening faster than it used to because people's attention yeah. spans are like, ah, oh, not interested. You know, like they're then gone. Dude. You know, it's ridiculous.
1: It's crazy. I guess you kind of have to move with the times, but you know, it, our fan base who we love, like they're constantly craving new music, and we could put a song out and it's it's doing really well, but. F- three weeks later they're like when's the next one And you're like oh man like can't we let this song breathe like <laughs> yes. this is a moment and they're like no we need more and you're like okay so i don't know it's what wh- whether it's right or wrong for like the a greater picture of what's good for art i, I have mm. no idea but i think yeah it's it's a kind of an exciting time to be trying to make music because it's it's kind of like walking in the unknown half the time
0: so if you didn't release another song when the fans demanded it do you think you'd lose them or you'd allow it to teach them some patience
1: of course cool. a bit it's a bit of both like i yeah. think it's uh if they're good if they're good fans of the real fans they stick around and that yeah. has certainly been true from from our experience but yeah, I think it's also important to be. We sort of we're very we're very open with our fans, and we we talk to everyone who messages us, and we're like, look, this is where we're at. In the process. We don't want to release something else until we feel really good about it, or mm. until the song that's out right now is is you know had its moment and it's time to shine. So you don't you don't want to be like put under pressure, but at the same time, you know, without your fans, what are yeah. you? You aren't you aren't much. <laughs> so exactly, it's a hard balance. <laughs>
0: Now, you mentioned about the uh, creative process a little bit earlier when you do the melodies, your brother does the lyrics and Jack does a production. I know you can't speak for the others, but from your perspective, when you're doing the creative process, I know you said you become more honest, but is it easy every time to tap into that? Or is it sometimes difficult and challenging? And when it is challenging, do you let it go or you just surrender and let it flow when it needs to happen?
1: Yeah, it's a great question. I think we're we're firm believers if things are happening. Our favorite songs and the songs that have done the best for us are the songs that come really easily. And it's something I've read across the board or any of my friends who I speak to have had like huge hits. Um in the songwriting world they 're like the ones that wrote the songs that wrote themselves in like five to thirty minutes mm. were just like they are gems, and I think that 's something we we hold on to so if something 's flowing and it 's really good we we dive into that and just see where it goes. But there are ones you need to spend time on and and I think lyrically is the big one because you know the story side of things is so important I mean for us anyway, as a band, sometimes that comes very quickly, sometimes it takes time. You know, I, I remember reading an interview with Wesley Schultz from The Lumineers, who were like, mm. you know, we're huge fans of. And there's some songs he's super honest in, but some songs he's just, he goes and finds stories in the newspapers about an interesting couple or someone he's met who tells him a story and he turns that into a song. And I think that's also a really healthy approach because you're still telling a story or someone's truth. It's just, it doesn't necessarily have to like come from your own experiences, which yes. is quite hard to constantly be like, this is my experience, you know? Yeah,
0: But also the thing is that just by observing those other stories and perceiving them and allowing them to process in your being, that's an experience on itself. So you, you take your process <laughs> and experience and giving it its own angle And those words come through.
1: Yeah, I love that. That's a really beautiful way of looking at it. I mean, for me, you know, as as a songwriter, as an artist, you're you're a storyteller, right? You're you're out there, you're living, you're seeing things and you're telling stories. And whether that's your own stories or something you've watched or whatever it's just it's why it's what our favorite art form it's so beautiful you've got three minutes to tell a story and it's like wow let's do it let's see what we can do i like this
0: element i'm not sure if you're aware of nlp neurolinguistic programming so people either hear songs as in auditory the words or when they hear a song they get the picture of it or where, which is visual or they get the feeling, which is kind of static. So it's audio visual kind of static and we each dominant in one and uh, semi dominant in another when in different situations. So when you hear songs from yourself or other artists, is it the words you hear? Is it the feeling or do you get the picture?
1: Ooh. I think I think it's the feeling for me. Like, I really feel it. And then maybe, like, the secondary one is the picture because I see stuff. But for me, it's a feeling. Like, I hear a song, like, some of my favourite songs, they just, they come on and I just go, like, ah. Like, I don't know, something, it's, like, the warmest of warms. (laughs) I I can't explain it. It's just, like, someone's giving you a big hug, even if it's a really sad song. Two of my top ten songs are probably, like, yesterday by the beatles Mm -hmm. every time that comes on in my airpods unbelievable or god only knows by beach boys just like it's just such a stroke of genius songwriting where i'm just like it just it almost cripples me where i'm like i have to sit and listen to the whole thing and go how did they do that wow like for me as a songwriter, when I'm listening to something that I love, it's actually a really enjoyable experience because I'm not thinking about how they did it. I'm just enjoying the song. <laughs> yes, is. Um, which is rare. You know, often I listen to something and go, okay, that's kind of cool. Or I like that snare or I love this or I love that chord progression. But sometimes when the songs are so great, it just takes over and you're like, ah, oh, it's like a drug.
0: But I mean, that's maybe sometimes better because then you can be out of the creative mind and just enjoy instead of always analyzing.
1: Yeah, which is such a joy because, you know, you know what it's like being in that industry or being around people it's just like it's music all the time so you sometimes forget to enjoy music <laughs> yeah it's nice to go to a gig even and just be like not playing and just enjoy a gig yeah, so yeah. You're like wow i get why everyone's coming to gigs it's wicked <laughs>
0: <laughs> and what is a snare for those listeners who do not know what that is
1: oh like a snare like a snare drum it's just like you'll hear every single song is around the kick and the snare maybe oh, okay. your hi-hats on the drum kit so, yeah, like I'm just listening to the sound of a particular snare. I'm like, wow, that really cuts through. I'm like, that is so cool. We need to try and make that sound.
0: I know if I had to ask you this question in three days, three hours, three months, I recognize and understand that your answer will be different every time. I'm not <laughs> saying favorite, but if you had to push play to five songs by other artists, once we finished this conversation, what would be those five songs and by whom?
1: <sighs> yeah, OK, well, I, I'm going to use some of my earlier answers here. Yes, yeah, yesterday by the Beatles, because okay. that is absolutely just one of my all-time faves. And God Only Knows by the Beach Boys just really gets to me emotionally. Um Another old one that I love is Desperado by the Eagles. Love, it. I love the Eagles because the harmonies. Obviously, we're a harmony band. And then stuff that's, like, I say more current, maybe. uh I love Noah Khan's latest record. Mm. The whole album. To pick a favorite song is really hard, but for me on that record, maybe northern attitude which is i think what i don't oh know the album's called stick season but yeah northern attitude by Noah yeah. Khan. No, and number five wow if i had to listen to something i'm probably gonna pick mm, something by coldplay because they're like one of our biggest inspirations i'll go something really down the middle i'd say yellow by coldplay which is just cool. like an unbelievable song so yeah it's slightly different varied yeah. but <laughs> nice <mix. laughs> cool.
0: So the podcast is listened to throughout the world. So as a final message to the listening audience, what would you like to say?
1: Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to my voice. (laughs) Hope to see you at a show sometime and share a hug or a beer. Tours is very much like a band who is there to like chat. So if anyone's going through anything, having a hard time, please reach out because we know what that's like. Or if you want to ask for any advice or whatever or if you just want to insult the way i sounded on this podcast then please do <laughs> drop us a message um but yeah thank you for listening and we hope to see you one day